This week's episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by Midworld Lanes. There's nothing but strikes at Midworld Lanes. See you there with Oi. Hi, I'm a slightly creepier version of Jeff Gritman. And I'm a Hellraiser lady called Kristen Kiss. Oh my, and it's October! Yes Yay! it is, creepy times! So we are the co-authors of a science fiction comedy book series called... Prison, Prison Dad! About the horrifying character Les Gum, who can't seem to get his life together as He week. can't seem to find a job! <sighs> Lives at his mom's house He keeps knocking up women and sometimes aliens. Ah! So, He's um... Listeners, if you're listening to this podcast early, uh, wouldn't you know that on Saturday, October 7th, we will be at the Lehigh Valley Comic Con in Schnecksville, Pennsylvania. Indeed, we'll be selling books and saying hello, probably drinking coffee and water and looking for snacks. Yeah, as 10 to 4, it's going to be a beautiful day. Come out to the beautiful campus of Lehigh Carbon Community College and uh, $5 to get in for if you're wearing a costume. Oh, my. So, I know I'm wearing some... No, I don't have a costume plan. I was going to say something weird, then I remember this is going on the internet, so I'm not going to say anything. You're going to wear your gimp suit. Yeah. We already knew. That's exactly what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Thanks. I probably will find some fun thing to wear. I have this really fun pastel wig that I've been meaning to break out, so oh, we'll see. That's fun. Come up with something enticing. Ooh. Hugo is Jeff. And I'll go as Jeff. I'm not shaving my head. It's yeah, not. you can wear, like, a hat or something. You don't really wear... I mean, you wear, like, a winter hat, but it's going to be hot. <laughs> it is going to be hot. Hey, so um, this week we're here to talk to you about the movies of Stephen King. Because yes. it's October! It's October, it's spooky month, and it was just Mr. King's 70th birthday. And uh, we're both huge fans. Um, we have a friend, Joe, that listens to us, and he get, has gotten to be in the same room as Stephen King. So I'm super Multiple jealous. Multiple times. Super jealous. He keeps winning tickets from his uh, radio station and going to, the, to uh, the movie theater that he owns to yep. see Stephen King movies. And Stephen King has shown up there a couple times. So. Which is amazing. Um, I just, I love Stephen King. I I've been a huge fan of his since I was a kid. Yeah. So I'm really amped for this month because we're going to be talking to you about Stephen King pretty much the whole time. Right. So this um, week we're doing cinematic movies. Yes. And then next week we're doing TV series and miniseries. Yes. And then the following weekend we're toying around with the idea of doing books. I think we should. I think we should do books. That's fun. We yeah. We talk about books enough books. on our show. Yeah. And we, exactly. And I read like... A fiend. And we're authors, so... We're, we're authors. That happens. Getting people to read books. Alright, so here's how this is going to work. We're going to say the name of the movie, we're going to say thumbs up, thumbs down, we're going to talk about what we like, what we talk about what we didn't like, and we're going to move on to the next one, because there's a lot of movies to cover here. So, make sure you have like a piece of paper and a pencil handy. I know you don't. But just in case you wanted to like write down a movie that you wanted to see. Yeah, or if, you, if there's some Stephen King movies that you haven't seen before, <laughs> um... You know, maybe we'll encourage you to watch them sometime, which yeah. would be pretty cool. First up is Carrie. It came out in 1976. And then we're talking about the 1976 version, not the 2002 TV mm, series, I, I would have say. I to say about that. And the 2013 reboot, which I honestly thought was just like a couple, like, I didn't think it was like four years ago. I thought it was just like the other day. Yeah, that was okay. What, the 2013 one? Yeah. Oh, I never saw it. That's okay. I didn't bother. I like the original. Carrie gets a thumbs up for me. You know, it's great. My favorite thing about Carrie definitely is the prom scene. The blood. All the blood. How about you? Um, Carrie is one of my favorites. It's the first um, book that I read myself by Stephen King. Oh, wow. um, I was in my uh, late, uh, right before, I think I was like 11, 12 years old. Um, I loved it. I love this movie. My favorite, so total thumbs up for me. My favorite part of this movie is Sissy Spacek's performance. Oh, yeah. Which is just outstanding. Um, her mother scared the crap out of me, too, but really sissy. And my least favorite thing is, okay, my bro from The Greatest American Hero, <laughs> that hair. I I don't know. I forgot all about that. <laughs> There's a little bit he of, like... so poodly. <laughs> you know, it's it's seventy like it's seventy six. So you know, you're entering the the later half of the seventy. So sure. like half of the clothes and the cars and stuff are the cool. Clothes were cr their prom outfits were crazy. Yeah, his hair and half of them were like, like what? 
Yeah, that hair, man. Believe it or not. Um, he's, he's walking on air. <laughs> the next Stephen King movie we're going to talk about is uh, the Jack Nicholson Shining. Yeah. Thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Go Kubrick. You know, like, way to make, like, just like, you know, you, you felt his pain. You felt his, his, you just felt how crazy he was. You know, favorite part is a lot. I, I gotta say the blood in the elevator still gets them every time. Yeah, it's always crazy. The creepy twins. Yeah. All the different ghosts. Ghosties. The end. How about you? The Shining definitely gets thumbs up for me, um, even though I know Steven himself is not a fan. He doesn't like it. Um, I know his reasoning is that he feels like Jack was portrayed as being crazy from the beginning, and that wasn't how the book works. Right. Really scary book, but... Um, so, thumbs up for me. My favorite part of the Shining movie um, is probably Danny, honestly. Like, oh, yeah? that little kid, I just thought he nailed it. Um, he scared the crap out of me. Um, I love Jack Nicholson, too, but I, I really thought Danny and, like, the moments when Danny was by his, himself were really, really creepy. Um, my least favorite part is probably that scary naked lady that's, like, dead and, like, makes out with Jack Nicholson. Like, it was very effective and scary, but, like, every time I see that scene, I just, like, Um, or the weird furry sex. I mean, I don't (laughs) know. I don't really... That was not in the book, so whatever. That was, you know. Um, And also, I really liked... um, in the end, when he's, like, in the picture. I always thought that was, like, super cool. I always thought that was super cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, Shining, definitely great. Creepshow is the next one we're talking about. So Creepshow is George Romero and Stephen King working on stuff together. Short stories. Uh, two of the stories are Stephen King's, which are Weeds and The Crate. And, they and gotta Stephen be on- King's actually in this. Yeah, this he's- was the first thing he was ever in. Yeah, he's, like, so dorky and funny. I love this movie just because I love seeing Stephen King, like, in his own story, playing, like, this doofus who, like, finds, like, you know, a meteor that's crashed and he touches it and it, you know, wreaks havoc on his body. Um, but it's it's very silly. Um, it's not really horrifying. It's more silly. But it's a good time. Creepy. Yeah. It's fun. Oh, so, uh, best parts about it, Stephen King, worst t- parts about it. The other vignettes were not as memorable. Yeah. That's that one. Agreed. Agreed. And here's a good one. Uh, further, you know, part of my fear of dogs. Doggos! Uh, fear of dogs. I like my cats. I'm a cat person. You can judge me all you want. Uh, Cujo. 1983. Cujo came out. A uh, very scary movie. That, um, Mom from E.T. Mm-hmm, Mom yeah. from E.T. Yeah, but, uh, who I've actually met. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Being trapped by a giant dog. Yep. Thumbs up. Giant St. Bernard. Yeah. yeah. Can't believe this one hasn't been redone. Shocked. Shocked. Mm, yeah, maybe someday. But I think they did a pretty solid job with it, so Kuja gets a thumbs up for Yeah, me. but Carrie and The Shining they did a solid job with, too. Those have already been rebooted. That's true. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe there's more sensitivity to, like, the plate of doggies. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So, um, anyway... What do you, what's your favorite part about Cujo? Um, my favorite part about Cujo is when he eats the stupid dad. Because <laughs> I hate, that guy was such a jerk to his wife and his kid. I was like, good, eat him. Take him out. And my least favorite part is, um, that little Danny Pintero guy. I just really felt bad for him. And it, in the book, I felt like it was, like, easier to deal with the fact of, like, a little kid stuck in a car like that but seeing it in in real life was was it was hard it was scary it was much scarier being uh stuck in the car is just it's as and it's hot and they don't have water it's as terrifying as it is like it, it, exciting to watch it and it's as terrifying it's the best and the worst part you know it's because it makes you feel trapped and claustrophobic totally and you know at the same time you're like what are they gonna do like it's an so, intense story. Yeah. Um, but I, I like this movie. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think you do too. Did a good job with it. Next one is one of my favorites, and that's The Dead Zone. Yeah! Same year. Freaking walking. Good stuff. Yeah. I have The Dead Zone. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> it's actually not that bad of a walk in. He's like, Mary, you're gonna get a paper cut. <laughs> it's gonna hurt, Mary. It's gonna hurt really bad. Oh, okay. Oh, um, sure, okay. if you say so. Christopher Walken is the best part of the dead zone. Yes, I would agree with that. Thumbs up. Thumbs I actually up. have not watched this in a long time. I will it's say. It's a cool movie. Martin I've seen Sheen's the SNL sketch. He's like the evil, bad than, yeah. politician y guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dead Zone, my favorite part of that movie is Christopher Walken. Thumbs up to him. Uh, my least favorite part is, um, eh, it's a little corny. There's a couple moments where it's a little <laughs> it's corny. It's a little corny, yeah. And it the is 80s, 1983. And fashion, you know. But overall, good deal. Alright, this next movie, I will say that I have never seen the 1983 version of Christine. It's awesome! I know! I've heard. It doesn't really have famous people in it. No. It's a really good adaptation. But as I was scrolling through these, I was like, they made a movie for Christine? Yeah, dude. Well, I... I well, there you go. I was That's four. another plan for a movie night. So Christine gets a thumbs up for me. Really, really close to the story that went on in the book. Very creepy. Um, the kid that plays Arnie is my favorite part because I think he nailed it. He totally seems, like, obsessed and you know, bizarre and cuckoo bananas. And, uh, my least favorite part of Christine, um, like the bad guys that harass Arnie and his friend. They're just, like, total jerks. You know, those, like, 80s bully guys. Yeah, there's a lot of 80s bullies guys that we're gonna talk about that come up in a lot of these, yeah. a lot of these movies. 70s, 80s bullies guys. Um, this next movie, though, doesn't really have, uh, I can't remember being bully guys in here, but this is, a. Uh, Children of the Corn. All of the kids are bullies. Yeah, they're kind of all bullies, yeah. You're right. Um, so, in the 1984 version of Children of the Corn. kids! Let's face it, this is the only good one of these. Yeah, there's like creepy parts of the remakes, but uh, I don't know. They It just, it got too far away from like the basic storyline. Then there was that one like Halloween movie where they try to make it like Children of the Corn. Corn kids! Um, I find Ch Children of the Corn extra scary because... I spent part of my childhood in Pennsylvania where there's just, like, corn all over the goddamn place. They're all developments now. Just corning it up. Yeah, you now been, that's You haven't true. been that's back. True. You haven't they been back in a couple the years. the corn. Yeah. There's no, no rats corn. in the corn. Rats in the corn. Rats in the corn. Nobody can go tic-tacking. All the fun stuff I did. You didn't go tic-tacking. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. I totally did. Yeah? I assure you. Yes. Through? Mm-hmm. You throw thing? You throw? Through dried up corn. Did you yell sports while you did it? No. <laughs> Definitely not. But it was fun. Um, so, Children of the Corn, my favorite part is probably the beginning when the kids, like, kill all the adults because it's so creepy and weird. Yeah, I'll second that. And my least favorite part is that, like, weird little boy that plays, like, the leader of the kids because he's just so weird and his weird voice, like, gives me chills. He's like, Brother Bathazar! <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, You're wit like kid. all these different like witch voices are coming out today. Like before we were playing, like there was like a bunch like coming out. Like I was making fun of my college roommate's friend that used to leave her creepy messages on her machine. It was hysterical. She had a creepy voice. Like the way the way you yeah. described the story to me, I thought she was like like you know with a big cauldron and Pretty like much. you know stirring yeah. stirring something up right there. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, uh, Firestarter, one of your favorites, Woo! right? I love me some Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Um, so Firestarter, uh, really good book too, um, gets a thumbs up from me. My favorite part of Firestarter is Drew Barrymore because she's just awesome. Samesies. So my least favorite part is probably Martin Sheen, who was like the bad guy. He's really creepy and evil, nefarious dude trying to, you know, take the Firestarter and use her powers for his ill intents. And also like George C. Scott playing an Indian like, an American Indian, uh, he's a good actor, and he did a good job, but, like, no, dude, I, I don't, I don't buy that you have Indian heritage, I'm sorry, you're clearly a white man, so, that always, it always threw me off when he'd start talking about, like, Indian rituals, and I'm like, what? <laughs> you're white as beep. Yeah. Um, yeah, Firestar is another one that I'm, I'm shocked they haven't, like, you know, tried to, like, squeeze some more cash out of. Maybe someday they will, but I mean, I feel I mean, like Drew Barrymore's still relevant, so... Yeah, know. but so is Jack Nicholson, and they redid The mm, Shining. Not as much. Yeah, I guess not as much. 
But still, you know, I, I'm just I'm just saying it from the point of view that like Hollywood likes but to. I think they redid The Shining because Stephen King was so like vocally unhappy. Yeah, that's did, true. Too. And it was like his source material. So plus they redid The Shining as a TV movie. It's never been redone as like a full cinematic movie. Film. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, this next one, Cat's Eyes. I gotta be honest with you. I never saw. I never oh, even. Cat's Eyes is I never, cool. I never even heard about it until we were talking about making this list. Um, that has Drew Barrymore in it too. I have the DVD downstairs. You can borrow it. Um, sure. Thumbs up. It's based on a couple of uh, Stephen King short stories again. Um, and my favorite part of Cat's Eye is the sort of overarching story where Drew Barrymore's cat protects her from an evil troll that hides in her in her ball. Oh, that's and fun. Gets all stabby at night. Stabby! Yeah, the cat's awesome. Getting stabby. You would love it because Who likes the cat's that? awesome. And then the my least favorite part of it is James Woods being creepy. Nah. When, <laughs> in Woods. Quitters Inc., uh, he's like a guy that's trying to quit smoking, and like if he doesn't quit smoking, then they torture his wife. And uh, yeah, his wife gets tortured. So yeah. <laughs> Brutal. All uh, right, so the novella Cycle of a Werewolf was made into a movie called Silver Bullet in 1985. Yes. This movie's great. Yes. I love Silver Bullet. Yeah. It's a little cheesy. It is a little cheesy. The special effects maybe are a little yeah. cheesy, but yeah. I love this movie. This Okay, so this movie was one of the movies, the first scary movies that I watched because I wasn't supposed to see it. My dad and my mom were watching it, and my sister and I were supposed to be in bed. But I knew it was based on a Stephen King story, so I made Caitlin sneak downstairs with me, and we were, like, peeking over the top of the couch and watching it. And we were okay up until the scene with the church, and then when everybody starts turning into werewolves. And then we got really, really scared and started crying, and my dad was like, what are you doing? Wait, that's, like, halfway through the movie. I know. Whoa! <laughs> you and Caitlin are sneaky little devils. We are. Sneaking sneaky around. Sneaking devils. around. But anyway, Silver Bullet. Totally gets thumbs up for me. Uh, my favorite part was probably actually, I think, uh, Corey Haim did a really good job. Mm. And uh, my least favorite part was, like, the redneck guys in the woods when they go to try to get the wolf and then they all get killed because they're dumb. And the church scene. The church scene's just brilliant. Like, yeah. the priest starts, like, going and everybody's like, Father, you killed my son! And then they, like, start ripping their faces off. Woo, that's scary. What's your favorite part? Silver bullet? No, mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like the, the you know, like I said, the effects it are kind of cheesy. For 1985 and for the budget it had, you know, I'm not looking for perfection, but it it is, some of the effects are laughable nowadays. A little cheesy. Yeah. But the story overall is good and creepy good yeah. and well done. Yeah. Good acting. Even though Gary Busey. <laughs> Gary Busey, that's it. I was trying to think. It was like... Gary Busey is, starts being a hot mess and doesn't even stop all the way through to uh, modern times. To modern times, <laughs> to Point Break. <laughs> so, Maximum Overdrive is the next movie on our list. Mm, I've only seen this one once. <laughs> I've seen this one more than you. Yeah. Uh, it, it was not a book. It was a screenplay he wrote mm-hmm. about trucks that come to life. Mm-hmm. And I have been. Um, making notes for, like, a spoof story. Like, our, our books, our prison dead books, are filled with tons of spoof of movies. You know, it's the Lord of the Rings spoof. They're always spoofing Star Wars things. They're spoofing um, uh, The Boy. That's something you just did. Mm-hmm. You know, Lars and the uh, Real Girl. Lars and the Real Girl. Lord of the Rings. Shades of crap. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one already. That's my last book. Mm-hmm. Stand By Me, which we'll get to next. That was, you mm-hmm. spoofed that in the story. Yes. So, um, since one of our characters is obsessed with his muscle car... And uh, the other character is kind of a whiz with the uh, you know electronics. I thought it'd be funny if the one character would play maximum overdrive with the other guy's car and make it think it came to life. But I I just have a pile of notes for the story and I don't have anything even remotely close to being written. So um, I, I can't tell you specifics about this movie. Was it Amelia Westman? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, um, but it, it was, was um, creepy. I remember it being creepy. It's like it's kind of an ominous. This idea. movie is eighties. Fun. Yeah. It is like 80s trucker fun. Like, it is just, <laughs> you can't, like, you know, not just, like, watch it without laughing. Because, like, they're just trucks, like, that, go, like go come ins- at you. Go inside or get in the car. You know, that's what it is. Like, they can't yeah. go back outside. Yeah, because the trucks are just circling the them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they go out through, like, the sewer or something at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Then there's one point where they think it's going to, they, like, they think they all stopped, and they're like, oh, no, it's not over yet. The truck came back. Yeah. Yeah, there's some movie that my father loves called Duel, and I think it was, I think it was Steven Spielberg's first movie. I forget, but it's about, like, a truck that, like, terrorizes this, this 70s salesman. Nah, that's awesome. I never heard of that. Yeah, it's cool. I watched it with my dad once. He loved it, because it's, like, really weird. So this, uh, Maximum Overdrive definitely gets a thumbs up. But the next movie, Stand By Me, was, um, you know, I was, like, I was six when it came out. And, um, you know, I probably saw it when I was, like, eight. I, I want to say probably, probably around that time. And, you know, it was, it was great because it came out around the time that, you know, like, Goonies came out, too, and E.T., and you had these, like, kids in the 80s, you know, when you, these kids are, like, your age, and they're, like, Solving, solving crimes. No, they're like you know solving you know like the, the the big bad, defeating the big bad and stuff like that. So it was kind of cool because you know they're like your age. So that's why I always thought Stand by Me was really great. The cast alone, everybody in the cast is so great in Stand by Me, um, sure. and most of them are still acting Except for the most for part. Poor River Phoenix. Yeah, well, he poor guy. Yeah, didn't work out so well for him, but. Um, yeah, Stand By Me, I absolutely love, is based on a Stephen King short story called The Body. Um, double thumbs up, everything about this movie is just awesome. I love Richard Dreyfuss as the grown-up version of the character who does, like, the voiceover parts. Um, I loved all the acting, um, the story was put together really well for, for the screen. Um, I still love watching this movie, um... The acting was great. The the scene or like the setting, the the set design was great. Um, plotting was great, and um, it's just it's just solid. I don't really have anything about the stand that I don't like except for Chopper. Stand by me. Or sorry, stand by me when he says sick balls. Another thing, with the cat Slayer. You yep. Spoof that. Yep, I spoofed it. Slayer, Slayer. The smooshy face cat. The smooshy face cat. But I, I love Stand By Me. It's such a great, great like story about friendship and yeah. um, growing up and how much that sucks. I got a gripe with this movie, is and it's effects-based, and it was 1986, I should just take it, but like, the last time I watched it, I think it was on probably like DVD, it wasn't Blu-ray, and like the train scene did not hold up well, that like the kids were totally... On a green screen, oh, jumping off the tracks, and the train yeah. was... But it is such a scary scene. Yeah, it is. But, like, it does not look... It did That's not... It, you know what? It, it's like, when you try to, like... Oh, jeez, I'm going to say something you're going to laugh. Um, if you try to watch, like, The Phantom Menace, and, like, how... <laughs> your face is set enough. Um, it'll how, make sand. It's coarse and green. Oh, that's no, Attack no, of the Clones. That's the Attack of the Clones. No, but if you try to watch Phantom Menace... Um, then you have to see Jake Lloyd. Wait, 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 stop! When you watch uh, the Phantom Menace, the 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 graphics look so bad, like how when they're standing from the green screens, like it just it looks terrible. Now two and three don't look nearly as bad as Episode One does, but the the people and the contrast to what's there and what's not there looks really bad, and I, that's how I kind of feel about Stand by Me in the train scene. But other than that, the rest of the movie is you know the road trip aspect. Kids on a road trip. Yeah, and how they tease each other. And then how the one boy tells stories, which is, like, what Bill does in, in It, too. Yeah. You have that character that tells everybody else stories. Mm-hmm. Even though the stories about that kid that, like, oh, eats all those pies and pukes everywhere. Oh. Nope. That's gross. All right, uh, Creepshow 2 is the next movie on our list. Um, I never saw this one. I uh, think this is the one I just want to check. It's got one movie. It's only got one Stephen King story in it. A uh, story he wrote called The Raft. Yeah. Ooh, I love this one. My sister and I watched this so many times on HBO when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this really creepy story about these like kids that go swimming um, on like a summer day in the, this lake. And they think everything's like cool in the gang. But there's this weird sludge that floats around the lake. Whoa. And it... Noms them? Yeah. Nice. It's cool. It's really good. It's really good, and the ending is, is pretty cool, too. Very cool. Creep show! But I forget what the other movies were about in that one. I think there's one with, like, a... Like but that a, was the only Stephen King story, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, now, here's Thumbs my... Thumbs up. Thumbs up for me on that one. Here's my confusion about this next one. So, there was a Lawnmower Man that came out in 1987. I never saw this. I didn't know it existed. Yeah, I didn't know it existed either. So, this is actually... A Lawnmower Man story. And this actually has a longer title. It's The Lawnmower Man, A Suburban Nightmare. 
which is it's a short it's a short film by the way the story is actually is actually about someone mowing a lawn it's like a hillbilly that mows a lawn and he eats like anything that he runs over so the story is like kind of silly and really gross that's what i bet you this short film is because in 1992 you know we're going chronologically here but we'll get to that 1992 lawnmower man and we'll kind of explain some things that are going on that happen with that that's a bad movie. But this next movie... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, so this next movie is amazing. Yeah, so we And a lot of people didn't know this was a Stephen King, King movie either. Mm-hmm. And we talked because about... Because it's a Richard Bachman book. Right. That was his... His pen name. His pseudonym. Uh, yeah. pen name. Uh, we're going to start with The Running Man. The Running Man um, is amazing. We talked about it in our dystopian, uh, which dystopian future would suck the most podcast. I think we've actually talked about this a lot in, in other podcasts too. And if you remember, we were a little gimmicky when we started doing our first couple of podcasts and we used an Arnold soundboard like all the time. And, uh, you know, one of our favorite lines of all time is, uh, but I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. (laughs) So that line is not, it's not in the book, no. you know. But that's okay. Outrageous. <laughs> like, <it's> like <laughs> um, so the uh, the Running Man stars Arnold. Thumbs up. It is it is cheesy. It is ridiculous. And it creepy. is creepy. Creepy. It's awesome. So the concept here, if you do, if you're not familiar with the Running Man, is that uh, it's a futuristic game show. And um, you just have to, you know, see how long you can survive. Yes. Yep. Uh, Trying not to give away. I know. You know. I get thumbs up for The Running Man because Arnold Schwarzenegger was the best part of it. Yeah. Um, but the story is really great and creepy, too. Yeah. Um, the, the, my, pro- probably my least favorite part is that one bad guy that's, like, covered in Christmas lights or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but... Uh, but overall, it's really good and scary, and that whole, like, survival aspect, and that whole, like, Roman Forum aspect, to me, is, like, really horrifying. I thought that was probably part of the, like, part, probably one of the scariest things in the Hunger Games. Yeah, Hunger Just Games, that yeah, I was that, too. people, like, watching other people suffer and die as their form of entertainment. There's something, like, so sinister. It was before I loved Lucy, so, you know. <laughs> I just think of an older popular TV show. Obviously, that was your fake laugh. No, just kidding. <laughs> the Running Man gets like 10 thumbs up. Last time I checked, it was on Netflix. Uh, it was still on streaming. So, uh, I don't know. Netflix got rid of a lot of stuff, so I don't know if it's still there or not. Mm. Um, but I know when it did show up there, Kristen and I watched it, and then I watched it like 20 times. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's good it's stuff. Awesome. Uh, Pet Cemetery is next. So, yeah. Pet Cemetery gets... Gets uh, two thumbs up for me. I definitely got scared by it. I would not ever watch. The, totally scared me as a kid. This no Pet Cemetery Two. That's nope. crap. But the first one is scary. My my favorite part of the first one is uh, probably the weird, creepy sister that dies in like it's like only in flashbacks. Like that scared me so much for so many years. Um, I forget. She had like some some chronic disease and she dies but it's like a, I think it's a man that plays her um with like a make a lot of makeup on but he's really that was really scary and also the guy that comes back as the ghost with his brains like out of his head um my least favorite part yeah come on Ramones it's a good song yeah it is a good song <laughs> I don't wanna be buried in pet cemetery my least favorite part of Pet Cemetery is when Gage, the evil little kid, like tortures and harasses and murders because it's so creepy. That little kid freaks me out, man. I hear you. This was um, this is one of the first ones I read. I think mm-hmm. actually. So yeah, it's a good read. It's very, yeah. They did a good job of keeping the story really close to what happened in the book. Yeah, it was yeah. it was very accurate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like kind of so because I think this was. One of the one of the first times I ever like you know saw something and then read it you know I think I was probably I was probably like ten eleven or something like that 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 kind of set the precedent you know going forward to you know how close something's going to be to the book kind of you know kind of level 
Uh, all right, so Tales from the Dark Side is another collection of short films. Yeah, I love this movie. He wrote one called Cat from Hell. Yes, it's so great. Um, we've talked about watching this a lot. I've never seen it. I've seen it so many times. You have to watch it. It's so great. You, it's had, like, you had it sitting like right in here for I the did. longest time. It's like, so Buster Poindexter is like this hired gun. And he comes to like this creepy, creepy old man's house. And the creepy old man had owned like uh, like a... A pharmaceutical company and he made all this money off of making these drugs but he tested all the drugs on cats and like did horrible things to cats so there's no not my mr poe yeah like these cats that like are haunting his house pretty much but they can like actually hurt you so it's like his sister and his i don't know if it's his wife or his friend or something but like, all three of them lived at this house, and there's all these old, wrinkled, like, miserable people, and the cats are, like, taking them off one at a time. Nah. So the old guy hires Buster Poindexter to come and, like, kill the cat so it won't get him. And it's, like, it's such a fun movie. It's so, it's gross, and it's funny, and it's cool, and I have no sympathy for the evil old man. I was rooting for the black cat the whole time. Nice. Um, it's really fun. Uh, Graveyard Shift is another one I have not seen. This is 1990 now. Um, yeah, Graveyard Shift gets thumbs up for me. Um, pretty creepy movie about a guy that's, uh, works, like, cleaning up, uh, this, this sort of abandoned warehouse. Like, uh, no, it's like, it's like a manufacturing facility. Maybe I have seen this. And it's like, they, they get paid extra if they will work overnight and like clean this place out. So it's like the skeleton crew of people that go do it. But there's like giant heinous rats that are like murderous rampaging rats that are in the basement of this place. And they start picking the people off like one by one. So it's really dark Really creepy, and rats gross me out so much. Blah. Um, it's a very 80s movie. It's very, you know, there's definitely, like, sexism, like, very blatant sexism, and probably racism, and classism. Um, uh, it's not a fun movie, really. It's more, like, creepy and gross, but uh, but it's good. I watched it when I was at my Aunt Chris and Uncle John's house in Rhinebeck when I was a kid, my sister and I. That must have been right before you moved to uh, Allentown. Yeah. Yeah. Misery is the next one on our list. Uh, yes. Can't say enough about how crazy Kathy Bates is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how great of a job she did playing that, like, obsessed woman, you know. Oh, my God, yeah. She is so creepy. I never saw... Before I saw Misery, like, I never saw, like... I guess I never, like, put it together, like, something like that was crazy. Like... That crazy, like, in The Shining, it was, like, crazy, you know, the whole time, where she's, just, like, her level of crazy was just something I never saw before in my life. Yeah. And I've seen she, plenty of times since then. She's done, she did such an awesome job of, like, like, playing this sort of lonely, weird, isolated woman who just had her own way of looking at the world and didn't interact with anybody else that could question her, like, worldview or her behaviors, um, she was so evil and so scary, um, to that poor writer, Paul Sheldon. Um, I love that he wrote, like, corny, crappy romance novels, and even he hated writing them, but, like, he knew they made him money, so. Pay the bills. Um, yeah, Misery was just awesome, and, yeah, the best thing about Misery is Annie Wilkes. Uh, the, wor- the worst thing about Misery was the fact that, romance novels were involved in it. Yeah. <laughs> <and> corny. <laughs> uh, moving right along. So now we're at the 1992 Lawnmower Man. So Stephen King has sued to get his name off of this. Because it has nothing to do with his story and it's a piece of crap. <laughs> I, I really wonder, like, what they were on when they were writing it. Now, it's like right after the 80s. So they're probably still doing a lot of blow, maybe. You know, I don't, I don't know what. But um, I don't know how this got this far into production. No, it's like what Jeff Fahey as a mentally handicapped person with rugged good looks. Blah, just kidding. I don't, Jeff Fahey creeps me out. Um, who, like, somehow a computer program is, like, melded with him so that he's able to, like, do evil, nefarious things, even though he was, like, a nice guy when he was a human and mentally handi- handicapped. 
And then Pierce Brosnan, I don't even know what he's doing in this movie. Oh, right. I think he's confused. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. I saw this movie, like, once, and I was like, huh? I'm like, did Stephen King really write this? And then I went back and read the story, and I was like, nope, no, no. <laughs> Let's just move on and give that one a thumbs down. That's and a total thumbs talk down. Talk about uh, Sleepwalkers? Yeah, this is gonna get a thumbs down for me too. Like I know I don't even know Brian this one. Krause and Majinamic. It's basically the tale of some dude and his mom, and they like have incestual sex all the time, and at night they turn into cats. What? Yeah, that's oh, that's a screenplay he wrote. It's really I don't know what to say about it. What and about like? Okay. He try. He's like a teenage boy, so he tries to like be friends with like this girl because she's pretty. But he can't stop doing it with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's just move on from that one. Talk about the dark half. Yes, I love the dark half. I have never heard of it before. I made this list. Double thumbs up, dark half. Tell me about it. Book Sell was, me. The book was awesome. So the book is about this guy who's a writer, and the movie is too. And he, when he's a little kid, has like seizures, and they bring him to the hospital, and it turns out that he had a twin in utero. That he absorbed, which is something that actually does happen. Um, but the twin left like this tumorous growth in his in his brain that is an eye and a tooth. Whoa! And so the idea is that his twin was trying to grow himself back, right? When he was like a little kid. So this guy becomes a writer, becomes a really famous writer. But he writes like he writes like good stories like F. Scott Fitzgerald stuff, and then he also writes under like a pseudonym these really creepy stories about this like hard-boiled detective guy who's like a bad guy and like a villain and like kills people. And so the idea is that this other half of him, his twin, has like used these separate books and the separate identity in these books to like become real, and he starts killing people in like real life. That sounds everybody awesome. Thinks, oh, it's so great. It's Timothy Hutton. Um, it, yeah, it's so cool. It's so creepy. But, like, he plays both roles. He plays, like, the writer guy, and he plays, like, the bad version of himself. Um, very 80s. You know, definitely, like, very 80s hair and costumes. For Yeah, um, for early 90s, too. great. My sister and I were obsessed with The Dark Half. We watched it so many times. And he has, like, uh, when he's, like, when he's the other part of himself when he's like the bad version of himself like he the writer will um write notes to himself and it he writes like the sparrows are flying again like over and over again so my sister used to steal my diary when we were kids and like there'd be pages and pages in it where she just like would write all crazy like the sparrows (laughs) are flying again because he'd be like spazzing out like not in control of himself so it'd be like all over the page but anyway it's it's a great story um it's it's fun it's a great movie. Good stuff. Moving on. Uh, Needful Things is great. And that came out the same year in 1993. Yes. A lot of great uh, characters in Needful Things. Yeah. It's such a scary, creepy story. I actually was watching this movie in the theater when my cousin Molly was born. So yeah. it's one of my favorites for a number of reasons. But um, yeah, I love this. It's like the devil owns a shop and you go in and, you know he'll give you something that you've always dreamed about possessing, but, and he won't take your money, you have to go do, like, an evil task. Yeah. And he totally, like, ruins this whole small town. Yeah. Like, getting people to do. It's great. It's such a good story. It's like, a great so story. so many little pieces. So let's get back to, um, favorite moment. Yeah, favorite moment. So. I love the end. I love the end of the movie where everybody's at each other's throats, you know, kind of thing. Because you knew it was building to that anyway, while wow, your dog's on a rampage. Um, you know, that that's my favorite, least favorite part. I can't really think of one. Um, I didn't know this existed for a long time. It was kind of weird. I don't know how. Because I read the book, you know, in the 90s. And then all of a sudden, you were like, oh, we can watch Needful Things. I was like, they didn't make a movie of that. And you were like, uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, it's awesome. And... It has Ed Harris. It does have Ed Harris. Um, so my favorite part of Needful Things is just how cool, like, everybody's storyline tied together. Like, you couldn't really see it from the beginning, but, like, every time somebody did something, it was to, like, totally unhinge somebody else. Yeah. That wasn't the person that they would want to unhinge. It yeah. was, like, someone... Um, my least favorite part is when they killed the doggy, because I, I don't like that. But it was still a great movie. 
Uh, all right, so Shawshank Redemption is the next movie. Like, we don't have do, to tell you what this do, is about like, because I, I don't know who doesn't know. Yeah, especially men. Most men feel this is their like favorite movie of all time. Apparently, I don't know. I think when I was a teenager, it really was. Yeah, you know, I, but it's uh, based on a, a short story called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's we're running out of time. Uh, my favorite part of the Shawshank Redemption is how he gets out of the prison, and my least favorite part is how awful and sad it is for people to be in prison. When they don't belong there. Yeah. yeah. Or even just in general. It's so, it's so wow. sad. But it's a wonderful portrayal of what the, of the criminal justice system and the effect it has on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, the Mangler! Uh, thumbs down. Fun, but awful. Fun, but awful. I'm pretty sure... They made, like, six Mangler sequels. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the Mangler! Alright. I'm mangling you! Do you want to know that uh, I never saw Dolores Claiborne? Dolores Claiborne is outstanding. Two thumbs up. Again, uh, Kathy Bates kills it. Um, also, uh, the woman that plays her daughter, who's really famous, Mary, uh, something... Uh, anyway, it's... Or Sarah something. I forget. She's in, like, tons of stuff. Um, but anyway, Dolores Claiborne is awesome. Uh, I would highly recommend it. Just, it's really close to the book. The book is super cool, too, because it's probably the only book Stephen King wrote that's a full-length book where it's all written in total, like, main dialect. Um, it's oh, that's cool. It's in Dolores Claiborne's voice, so it's super, really fun to read. Oh, Jennifer Jason Lee, that's it. Oh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee plays her daughter. Um, just, it's a really, really great story um, about a woman trying to save herself um, in an evil world. So what about Thinner? Thinner, mm, I'll give it a thumbs up. I remember you like, saw this in the theater. Yeah, the the. I think well, you and Ryan were like going out to go see it in the theater, and like I was like like around. Yeah, I'll give it. Like a, I'll I'll give remember it, this. I'll give it a tentative thumbs up. Um, it wasn't one of my favorite Stephen King, uh, movies, but it's still pretty fun. The guy gets a BJ and runs over a gypsy, and she, uh, you know, curses him to just get con- continually thinner until he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite part uh, was probably the ending. Because it's so evil. Um, my least favorite part is when the dude's wearing a fat suit because he looks really bad. <laughs> and he keeps like chowing down and it's gross. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, th- Thinner's a great one. Uh, Night Flyer, I, I gotta say, once again, this I've is the last one. one. Okay, yeah, good. This is the last one on the list I, I have not seen. I've seen yeah. everything else. Uh, at least I, so I think. App uh, Pupil is next. Weird. We forgot to include this on our Nazis are jerks yeah, podcast. They are jerks, and this Nazi is a uh, real jerk. So Ian McKellen, uh, pre-X-Men, pre-Lord uh, of the Rings, Ian McKellen. Yeah, he's not Gandalf in this one, nope. maybe. No, he's he, marching. Brad, Brad marching, Renfro, marching. Yeah, I Renfro. think yeah. his life has not worked out well for him. No, 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 no. Um, this is not a good movie. Eh, I'll give it a tentative thumbs up. I'll give it a because, thumbs down. Yeah, I really like Ian McKellen, so I don't want to bust on him, but... It's a creepy story for sure. It's not. It's not the worst thing. It's just not the best thing. The story, I think, is better than the movie. See, whenever I think of like, oh, I give it up because of this, this, this one actor. I think of that line from like Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back, where like Matt Damon's like talking to like you know uh, Ben Affleck. He's like, he do the art picture, and then you do the big budget picture, then you do the art picture, and then sometimes you do reindeer games. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible movie. Oh my god. All right, so uh, the Green Mile is next one on our list. Double thumbs, thumbs up. up. You know what? The thing is, it's so long to, like, watch. Like, when you, like, I mean, I, I have a kid, so I don't, like, the TV doesn't go on until, like, 8.30 sometimes. And, you know, I'll watch some things, like, during the day while I'm working. I can, like, if I'm working on a project where I can multitask. Uh, the Green Mile, though, requires your attention. Um, you know, it's a great adaptation. Yeah, It is awesome. a great cast. Yeah. Too. Um, they nailed Sam Rockwell, this, yeah. and Tom Hanks, and Michael, Michael Clark, Clark Duncan, Duncan. and the guy you it. love. That hate. I was just thinking what his name is. That creepy guy that was on um, Lost, and he's like married to some sixteen-year-old girl, and he makes me want to vomit every time I see his stupid face. He plays Percy. Um, 
There's a, Percy, like the evil, the evil um, guard. Yeah, he is the evil guard. Oh, I hate that guy so much. Wait, what is his name? Doug Hutchison. Oh, but anyway, so my favorite part. He of was the in Green that Mile, terrible Punisher war zone. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Is uh, Michael Clark Duncan? I just thought he was like such a lovely uh, portrayal of a character. The whole so scene where they they take him out and they take him to uh, to his Tom Hanks' wife and you know yeah like to and he helps that lady that has cancer. Yeah. Um, just he's such a lovely presence, and when he like cries, like he made me want to cry. Like he just totally broke my heart. It was such a wonderful uh, performance. And, um, Sam Rockwell was so scary. That's like probably the only time I've ever seen him be like straight up scary. Cause usually he's like very funny to me, mm-hmm. but he was so creepy and scary and weird. Sam Rockwell really, um, that was one of his first like mainstream movies. I saw him in a lot of, Indie movies before the before this group before the Green Mile came out, and I felt like this was like the first like mainstream movie with him in it. Yeah, and he nailed it. He really did. Definitely. Safe Men was a big one that we were we were big into that was came out before the Green Mile. I think. Yeah, because Green Mile. Yeah, yeah. Safe Men definitely came out before the Green Mile. And my least favorite part is Percy. Percy definitely Percy. So weird. And the actor because I hate him. <laughs> Heart of Lance is next. I only ever saw this movie once. And yeah. I don't remember thinking it was anything really special. Yeah, I, you know, I had trouble getting through the book. Um, it was a little slow for me. But the funny thing is, is that the Ted Brodigan, the character that Anthony Hopkins plays, is a huge part in the last Gunslinger book. So it's kind of funny for me because I was kind of like, eh, it, was a, it wasn't a bad story. It was okay. I didn't love it as much as I loved other things. But he's such a huge part of the Gunslinger that it made me like reconsider and like it better. Um, sort of knowing that he continues on in this way. That's very cool. Um, yeah, and I actually, I liked the movie. It was cool. It was like the 60s. There were like little kids, and then it was like about how they grew up, and they knew this kind of... Yes, yes, this it's totally coming back to me. mysterious character played by Anthony Hopkins, right. who turns out is like, uh, you know, very strong psychic ability. Yeah. And that ties into the Gunslinger. So that is really cool. Very cool. He's a really cool character in the Gunslinger books. Um, so yeah, I like Hearts and Land. This is kind of like the whole sad, nostalgic, like, 60s feeling, and people feeling, like, paranoid and persecuted and stuff like that, and, yeah. So this is the first time that there, there hasn't been, in, in 20 years, we're, we're hitting a point where there, there is no Stephen King cinematic movie for four years. We're gonna jump, uh, forward to Dreamcatcher in 2003, which, um, they changed the ending, yeah. They made it was kind of creepy at times. There were scenes that I like. Uh, Jason Lee was great. Yeah, he was awesome. Um and that guy with the red hair that that's on like Homeland. Yeah. Texas. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, it's alright, you don't have to look it up. It's okay. He, we know who you're talking about. He was um he's awesome. I love how he's he does like the English accent yeah. and then he like sounds like a American like the first part of that. So here's my thought on that. First part thumbs up. Yes. Ending thumbs down. Yeah, I, I, would, I would totally totally agree with you, too. Cast was great. You know what? I mean, I haven't seen it since... Um, it's gross. It's creepy. It's gross. It's yeah, funny. it's really gross. Um, I mean, I haven't seen it since probably like 2003, like probably since around that time. My roommate and I were going to go see it in the, in the theater in Bloomsburg, but it was like in and out so fast that we um, we then like rented it from like a whatever little shop was on Main Street in Bloomsburg, and, like, we were, like, both, like, yeah, well, that was a movie. I love the beginning, and I love the character of Dunnitz. Like, I really, really like this book a ton. Um, but it, mm, the ending just didn't translate very well for me. Uh, Secret Window, thumbs down for me. Mm, I'm on the fence. I liked it when I first saw it, so it gets a thumbs up. Um, I thought the story was really good, so it's not that, um... I just, Johnny Depp, like, really creeps me out anymore, so. I don't like Johnny Depp. I haven't, I haven't seen a Johnny Depp performance that I, I thought was, other than when he showed up in 21 Jump Street for, like, five minutes, <laughs> I haven't really appreciated a, a performance by him in a long time, so, I, I'm talking, like, long, long time. I, I never got on, on the Johnny Depp train. Uh, it was, I never read the book, but the movie was just so predictable, 20 minutes in, I was like, oh, that's that's the ending. And then 
Um, I remember Ange being like, that can't be it, and then it was the ending. She's like, how'd you know that? I was like, it was so obvious, so... Yeah, it's a short story. Um, it, you know, it, it, it's still decent, but it's not one of my absolute favorites, and like I said, like, outside of Tim Burton movies, I don't know, Johnny Depp just creeps me out anymore. Yeah, I, I, I hear you, I hear you. And he's so evil in this, like, I just feel like he was so evil and manipulative. Well, another story about a writer going crazy kind of thing. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, that happens, dude. So, um... Riding the Bullets next. Oh, yeah. Thumbs up. I I thought this was cool. No, I don't know this one. I don't know this one or the next one. So this is another short story... Actually, no. It was the first first short novella that um, Stephen King tried to publish on the web. But it was when, like, the internet was really new, and so they tried to, like, encrypt it, but they didn't do it well, and it ended oh, yeah. up, like, it was the one that got, like, everybody hacked, and yeah, then everyone emailed the, email, the yeah. story around. But it's a good story. It's a kid, and he's trying to hitchhike back. He's in, like, Maine, trying to hitchhike back to his home because his mother uh, has had a heart attack. Um, and on his way home, he runs into a ghost played by David Arquette. Yes. And he has to decide, is he going to die first for his mom, or is he gonna let her die first for him? Um, that's, like, sort of the premise. But it's really creepy, it's sad, um, it's interesting, it's very much about, like, family relationships and parents loving their kids, so thumbs up. It's cool. If you guys haven't seen it, give it, give it a shot. It really is really creepy. Very cool. David Uh, Arquette's really funny in it, too. Gotham Cafe, next. I didn't see this one. Okay, yeah. Sad because I love the short story. It was so scary. Well, you got plenty of time. So messed up. Fourteen oh eight. Thumbs down. I'm giving it a thumbs up. I so I like this short story better. That whole like haunted hotel room. Yeah. But I I thought um I thought uh, John John Cusack did a good job and um I Samuel L. Jackson. Didn't say Samuel Jackson. Yeah, it was creepy. I saw this in the theater and didn't even know it was a Stephen King. Like, until his name came up on the, on the screen. Oh, yeah. You know? I knew it was his short story. So. That, was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was before you moved to Norristown. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the Mist is next. This is uh, this is my favorite one on the list here. It's awesome. And just to, you know, 2007, The Mist. Yeah. Not the TV series, which we'll talk about next week. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Because, <sighs> oh, I did. And, and So, um... Everything that is, you know, they the Mist movie, they took the short story and they they stretched it out. My favorite part is the ending. It's my favorite yeah. and least favorite part because it's just it's so heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but you know, the great thing is that they they told the story, the short story, and what they added in was definitely totally great. There's so many great people. There's a one guy who. Uh, the, the cast is so amazing. If you scroll through the cast of The Mist, everyone yeah, like that's Thomas in it is Jane. amazing. So good. Yeah, Thomas Jane's amazing in it. It's like the one guy, he's like the main bad guy in the first, like, um, Captain America movie. He's, a, he's not the main bad guy, he's like the... Okay. The, and he's on that show Detectorist that I love. Okay, yeah. Uh, Toby something. Um, yeah, he's like one of the guys in the stores. Uh, Sam... Uh, uh, being human. Jeez. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not good with names. There's so many good, good. And Marsha Gay Harden isn't Ed Harris so in it too? Well, I don't know if Ed Harris is in that, but Marsha Gay Harden is so creepy as like that religious crazy lady. Yes, movie. yes. Oh, she is so evil. Do not watch the Miss TV show though. I think she's scarier than the monsters. Yes, she is. Because like anybody that gets all that crazy, like dogmatic religious people, like they are so scary to deal with. Okay. I can't even imagine what America was like when the Puritans were in control because I'm pretty sure there was, was no internet. Really <laughs> creepy, evil people. Well, no, but I mean, like that sort of like overarching, like I know everything because this is what God wants. Like that mm. kind of creepy, you know. Yeah, that, that freaks me out more than monsters. So the next movie is one you referenced earlier called No Smoking. I don't think I saw no? this one. No? No. Okay. Um, Dolan's Cadillac? I didn't see this, but I read this book, and I meant to see it. I I don't think it came out on the big screen, though. I don't remember no? 
how... No, I think it was, like, on a channel or something. Like, it was a movie. No, this list would only be, um... Would only be cinematic movies. Okay. Christian Slater. Wes Bentley. Yeah, so I know I saw an ad for it, and I was like, I want to see that. But... I uh, never got a chance to, but it looked... It came out in, Cana- in, Canada, in Canada. Yeah, I know for whatever reason, like, I didn't know how to go see it. But, okay. Um, but I did want to, so if anybody out there knows where I can get a copy of Dolan's Cadillac, I would Oh, we'll really find one for you, Bestie. Don't worry about it. To see it. What about a good, a good Marriage, story. 2014? Yeah, A Good Marriage was... Was well done. It was definitely really creepy. Stanley Tucci played the evil husband. Um, and Joan Allen, I think, was the wife. Um, really good, really creepy. Thumbs up. Um, nice and atmospheric. Well done. Yeah, good creepy story. Great, great. Um, uh, Mercy? I don't know anything about that at all. I don't I've either. never even heard that but story. But let's talk about we got some. We got a couple minutes here to talk about this next one. Which is Cell. Yeah, thumbs down! Two thumbs friends. down! Okay, so this m- You're book... You're not redeeming yourself this time, Kuzak. This book is terrifying. Yeah, the book's about, awesome. About, just, you know, the mass panic hysteria. It's about time you see Stephen King to kind of take on zombies. And what better way to take on the modern zombie is by, you know, the cell phone. You know, everybody's, like, looking down all the time. As soon as the movie opened up and they weren't in the park and they were in an airport, I'm like, oh, wait, what are they doing? And then they kept like things kept happening. I'm like, it, when you saw like the 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 description of like the main baddies and how they were taunting the survivors in the book, it just it was completely lost on the on the movie. Which once again, John Cusack and Samuel Jackson, you know, both yeah. from 1408. It you just know. they didn't gel. Here. I don't like Sam, Samuel Jackson doesn't know how to act when he's not the guy in, in the position of power either, and he wasn't in this movie, and it, he his his acting doesn't come across as well, you know, these, these, these days. I just feel like they, they, it wasn't as scary as it should have been. And I think they were trying too hard to be like, make it more zombies or, or make like a point. Yeah. You know, instead yeah. of just being like a good scary story. They were like, this is what happens when you play on your cell phone. And it's like, okay, yeah, that was part of it. But you know, please, you don't have to beat me over the head with that. <laughs> All right, so uh, we did full podcast about the next two movies, so we don't really need to go into more detail. Yep, you already know how we, we feel like about the Dark them. Tower. If you didn't see it, give it a shot. Don't buy into the hype. Uh, and it was great. We it know that awesome. the it sequel has a release date of two thousand nineteen. Woohoo! Now, this weekend we watched a new Stephen King movie that just came out, which was Gerald's Game. Yes. Which I was shocked to know that um, there wasn't a movie made for this already. Shocked. Because I remember when like, going to the bookstore after I read The Stand, and like I was going to purchase uh, Needful Things, but I was also looking at like Gerald's Game that just came out, I think, around that time, and I was looking at it. My mom like took it out of my hand and like, read the back cover and like put it back on the shelf. <laughs> I love your mom. She's like, nope. nope. <laughs> totally nope. Meanwhile, me. my dad just had it on his random bookshelf, and I was sitting around one summer afternoon, and I was like, "Yoink! Ooh, it's about naughty things." Spicy times. Yep, I just took that book cover off, and uh, my mom and my grandma were none the wiser. Read it's that like whole thing. Highlights on the outside of it, and you're just like, <laughs> like batting your eyebrows. Yeah, and... I was like, "Oh my!" But so, it was, the book was really scary, though. The I movie was good. It I was liked good. it too. I gave it a thumbs up. Good, yeah. good acting. It's on Netflix, so, creepy, um, yeah, it's great. It's, like, 90 minutes. We were done with it, and then we were like, now what do we do? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then there's another movie coming out. 1922 yeah, is this, another Stephen this King. Looks like it's going to be good. Uh, is this Netflix also? Yes. Yes, it is. So this comes out in a couple weeks, I think. I think so. I think it's, yeah, maybe, like, two weeks or something. I thought it was, like, the 20th, like, October 20th. Could be wrong, but I thought it was pretty soon. The release date is September 20th. Oh, uh, October 20th on Netflix. That's what I thought. It's only 100 minutes. Cool. Tom's Jane again? Yeah, so um, so it's it's a super creepy... Tell us about this. Creepy. Um, so, okay, so this it's a short story from one of his like more recent um, short story collections. Um, 
I think it's four past midnight, I want to say, but don't hold me to that, because um, it's a longer story, right? Um, so anyway, it's about this man, and he li- he's a farmer, and his wife owns the land, but she doesn't want to farm. Full dark, um, no stars. Full dark, no stars. Okay, so it's that. that Hemingford home. Yeah. Um, so they own a farm. He loves farming. They have a son. She doesn't want to farm. She wants to mo- sell the farm and move to the city. Farming is hard. You know, I get it. She wants to move to the city and have a glamorous life. Her husband does not want that. It's so made of instead chicken. Instead of, of talking <laughs> to his wife and, you know, figuring things out, maybe coming to a compromise, he decides to kill her and dump her down a well where the rats eat her. And then he is haunted by rats. And it is really, really creepy and sad and awful. Um, and fascinating. So I think it'll make a really great movie. And also rats are scary. Even when they have fancy tails. Yeah, like squirrel canes. Mm-hmm. Alright, so we went a little over this week, but uh, thanks for tuning in. Next week we'll talk about all the Stephen King TV adaptations. Yes. Uh, so it probably won't be as long. No, but be there, long. there's way more movies. Than I'm very impressed at how many Stephen King movies you have seen. I know. Uh, you know, we'd like to thank Arnold for coming by again for the first time in like a year. Yeah. Excuse me, I have a few more questions if you don't mind. No, uh, we no we're, we're out of time. time. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Until next week, go to our website, prisondad.com. Check out our podcast. Check out our books. Yes. And uh, come and see us at our fun events. A big high five to Create Space because you told me it was going to take two weeks to send us uh, two more boxes of books and they showed up in like three days. Yay! Thanks, Create Space! So either we're the only people that use it. <laughs> no. It was $100 to expedite the order. I'm like, nope. And then it showed up like a couple of days you know later. How cool was that? Totally cool. So we're going to have fun. We're going to finally have out at Comic-Con. I we know it. We are excited. Um, it's going to be great. So that's in Allentown. And then also, you know, as always, we'll be in ChessyCon in Timonium. Timonium. Maryland the weekend after Thanksgiving. Yes, we will. And until then, drink your Nozla and remember that all things serve the beam.